0: This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Maidstone United 2, Wrexham 3, Wrexham now level on points of Notts County at the top of the table with a game in hand. This was a big win. It was a win which showed positive and negative sides, in all honesty. I don't think anybody could really deny that. But, certainly, it's the result that matters. I've been suggesting for a while that this is a very big week. Wrexham playing two away games against sides in the bottom four, which clearly, therefore, are winnable, and Notts County and Chesterfield facing tough matches. Well, that got a little bit more significant when Notts County against Chesterfield was called off on Saturday, which meant that Wrexham knew that they could count this as one of their games in hand and close the gap, which we did. It was a game which for the first hour looked really good and then nearly spiralled decisively out of control. Wrexham reverted back to the side that had won the previous league game against Bromley with the exception of Sam Dolby coming in for Oli Palmer. Palmer was on the bench. But he'd had injections trying to help him get over an injury during the week. And although he'd returned to full training, it was, I think, a sensible precaution to not risk him too early. Especially with Dolby playing so well in the last few games. And after a fairly even start, Wrexham started to get on top. The midfield three was in control of the game, and the chances started to come. Although there was a terrifically frantic spell around the quarter-hour mark, which could have led to an opening goal either way. It started off with Tozer, who played quite a few long balls in. Wrexham are clearly targeting Joe Ellul, the Maidstone centre-back, who <coughs> is strong and is able (laughs) to get himself out of trouble, but the reason you see him doing that is because he... Gets himself into trouble a little bit sometimes. He's he, he's a little bit awkward looking. He, he's Sometimes he seems a lot to be just getting caught a bit under the ball. Rexham are trying to exploit the space behind him because he's not terribly quick. Uh, to be fair to him, he made a number of sometimes quite unorthodox manoeuvres to use his strength and aggression to get him out of trouble. But ultimately, he would pay a price for that approach. But the first time Rexham tried that are trying to put it over the top of him for Mullen running in behind. Elul got a touch which deflected it so that Mullen, clear on goal, couldn't bring it under control because it hit him in the back and bounced away. Maidstone, picking up the loose ball, played themselves out through the thirds beautifully. The sort of attack that opposing capt- their managers don't like, because Maidstone cut through a, like a hot knife through butter. Benham-Williams of an excellent pass from the edge of his area to cut out half of Wrexham's team, picking out Cormon in midfield, and then he played a lovely little pass to Barham, who was excellent all-match up front for Maidstone. He took it in his stride, one-on-one, with Howard down a left channel. Hit it across Howard. He did really well to get down and make a very, very important save. And once he released it, Wrexham had a glorious chance to go on up one, which Dolby will be so disappointed that he didn't wasn't able to convert. The ball getting played up to the left side of the box. McFadgen did really well to back into his man, pin him. And then worked the ball round the corner for Mullen. He punched a great early ball along the floor into the six-yard box. Dolby got there. Six yards out. Hit it on target. But Mersin, the goalkeeper, was very quick off his line. And able to spread himself and save. At such close range, though, Dolby would be disappointed he didn't open the scoring. Wrexham, though, (coughs) continues to create and continue to be on top. A long ball forwards wasn't dealt with well. It fell to Young, who did really well, about 25 yards out, the ball bouncing awkwardly, but he showed good vision. He knew that Ford, as he did all through the first half, was in space on the right, and so he improvised a little volleyed pass to him. Ford brought it down, great position, drove deep into the box, one-on-one with the keeper again. But from the corner of the six-yard box, really rather got his angles wrong and hit it into the side netting. A missed opportunity, and again, Maidstone showed that they, although they were second best, they certainly had something. But then Williams coming forwards... Knocked the ball up towards the edge of the area. There's a lovely little move between Ben and Williams, Barham and Corn. Corn popping it back to Corn. He squared it on, and Lawson from 25 yards hit a powerful shot. It took a deflection as well, but Howard was able to get down low to his right and get a strong hand on it to push the ball away, and Hayden could get to the rebound. So the, the die was cast in a sense. Maidstone are in real trouble down at the bottom of the table. The results have been poor. This would be their seventh league defeat in a row. But their caretaker manager, George Elacobi, looks to be making some headway. You know, they moved the ball around well on the synthetic surface. Elacobi certainly was working on that, and, and they were they passed nicely on occasions through midfield. The defence looked a little fragile, in all honesty, though. But they were causing some issues, and Barham was a terrific, all-energy, non-stop worker up front with pace. He would chase the ball down a couple of times. Tozer had to really do well to deal with the pressure that Barham was putting him under. Made one mistake, which he recovered from, well, to make up for. But there was an issue that Mason knew they could find Barham and he might cause problems. The problem for Mason was that Barham was very, very isolated. the, The midfield was very deep and often they were knocking hopeful balls for Barham, who was still doing well chasing them down, you know, knocking those little diagonal balls in behind the wing-backs, and he would be running after them, getting there, holding it up well or trying to get at people. So Mason had a goal threat, but Wrexham, you felt, surely had to score soon. Halfway through the first half, Wrexham came incredibly close again to achieving that. Lovely play by O'Connor. In fact, this and the next chance Wrexham had illustrated the point I tried to make in the Ask Wrexham video that was up on Saturday morning, that O'Connor is very good at playing the little deeper role, pivot role in midfield. Not only because he can win the ball, but also because he can pop the ball off quickly and accurately. And that's what he did on this occasion. With a classy little touch, ball comes to him, he knows what the pitch looks like ahead of him, and so he immediately... Punches a first-time pass to McFadden on the left in a bit of space. It was a nice move. He worked it into Lee. Lee swept the ball beautifully across to Ford, who again is in exactly the same position. He's got in on goal, right side of the box. This time he drove it across the keeper. But from nowhere, George Fowler came in and made a remarkable clearance off the line, sliding in towards his own goal, and yet about a yard off the ball, crossing the line, somehow managing to get enough of his foot on the ball to set it away to safety. <clears> the <throat> constant pressure continues. O'Connor showing his quality in terms of just physicality, winning a good header in midfield to find McFadden. McFadgin working the ball into the edge of the box. Mullen just inside the box, just left of centre, hitting it with an excellent first-time strike. who did well. he's allowed Mullen space, but could make up for it because he made a good block, and the ball span off him over the bar. Then Toza causing problems with throws, which he did a few times. This one, a real orthodox... Problem from a long throw in, Toza hurling it into the near post. Tunneycliffe getting it well, flicking it across the face of goal, and Mullen will have known he probably should have scored, attacking it about eight yards out. Couldn't get on top of the ball though, headed it over the bar. Wrexham took the lead in the 30th minute with a very special goal from the skipper, Luke Young. Long ball forwards from Howard, Dolby flicked it on and Mullen was 1-1 one on down the left channel. He drove forwards, Mersin did really well, came up quickly and spread himself and again made a very good save. The ball ricocheted out of the box and Young did brilliantly as it dropped. He was about 25 yards out and he hooked a fabulous finish, lofting it over the keeper, the defender, and into the empty net inside the right post. A fantastic goal by Luke Young, and Wrexham had the lead. And it's got to be said, for the rest of the half, he felt Wrexham were going to add to that lead. Tozer hurling in a throw that caused problems. Eventually, came out to Tozer. He swept in a typically dangerous cross. There was a scramble, which ended with Lee picking the ball up, surrounded by defenders in the left channel. Of course, we know that doesn't deter him, and he drove to the goal line before trying a shot, but the angle was against him, and it hit the side netting. Then, Tozer slinging it in from the other side. Hayden getting up really well in the near post, about six yards out, and heading it just off target, aiming for the top right corner. Again, Hayden would probably be a bit disappointed he didn't convert that. But like I said, even though Maidstone were the second best in terms of possession and pressure, they had threat up front because of Barham. They got the players up the pitch just before the break. Barham did really well to ride a tackle by O'Connell and work the ball to the edge of the area where Corn tried to curl it around Howers, struck it well, but it just didn't come back in time and it whistled just wide of the top right corner. And Wrexham finished a half off strongly and could easily have been two up by the break. Firstly, again, Ford picking it up on the right-hand side, this time cutting inside and williams much too easily and using his left foot to rip a fabulous curler from the right corner of the box. It looked destined to go in, but the best of a string of excellent saves by Mersin. Stretching, the ball seemed to have got past him. Somehow, he got his right hand up to it and clawed it out from the top corner and round the post for a corner. Brilliant work from him. And then the last... Action of the first half, Wrexham again, nearly scored, a free kick on the halfway line, rather cutely done, everybody packed the box, obviously, for the inevitable ball in, but then Mullen made a run out wise, Lee popped a free kick to him, and Mullen had lots of space on the left to measure across, whipped in a really nasty ball, it flashed across the face of goal, this wasn't one of those where you drive it in and it looks spectacular, but actually Nobody would have had a chance of reaching it. This was a great cross. Nobody could reach it. The nearest was Tunnicliffe, unmarked at the far post. and just couldn't quite get there. So Wrexham went in 1-0, looking comfortably on top, but it was only 1-0. The second half started in the same manner. Again, Wrexham controlling things and starting to make uh, starting to make chances. The first chance we made was another great one. Lovely move. McFadden on the left feeding it inside for leaves. Swept it onto Mullen. It's all very crowded around the box but the crispness of Wrexham's passing meant the mates and defenders just couldn't get close enough to stop them and Mullen played a lovely first time little poked through ball to put Dolby clear on goal through the middle. A really poor first touch from Dolby. He must have been very angry of himself and Ellul was able to get across and make the saving tackle. Wrexham then uh, Kept pushing and eventually, as I said, Elol, who, (coughs) you know, in many ways I I liked him because he's got the real attitude and attributes of a centre back eventually made one mistake too many and couldn't get himself out of trouble. It was a long kick by Howard. Dolby, who was consistently winning the ball in the air, flicked it on beautifully for Mullen, who broke into the box. Eleanor let Mullen get go side of him, stretched in, made contact on him as he stretched, also made contact with his hand on Mullen's back. The referee gave a penalty. The ref was quite right to give a penalty and made someone not happy. There was enough contact, though, in all honesty. And, you know... This ref had shown like a lot of other ones. Why stumble when he goes down a bit easily? Uh, but but there was enough contact. Ello just allowed Mullen to get in. Goal side of him one time. Too many stretched and couldn't make amends. Mullen stepped up. Drilled the penalty in the bottom left corner. Nice variety about his penalties, isn't it? And Wrexham had a 2-0 lead. And the game looked over, if I'm honest. Maidstone had played well. But at that point, I thought this might be another Dorking. Wrexham looking in control, moving the ball around well, and well on top. The next 10 minutes, nothing really happened except for Wrexham looking in control, except substitutions, which could be decide, have been decisive in changing the game around. I'm not talking about Wrexham's change, because with 20 minutes left, Ollie Palmer came on for Sam Dolby. I'm talking about Maidstone's changes, because they brought on a couple of subs, uh, who who made a difference. Patterson on the right-hand side had pace and fret, really looked dangerous, wanted to run at players. Alibi, the uh, James Allaby, the ex-Chester target man, came on as well. The consequence of this was that the game's nature changed completely. Barham had support now. He could buzz around and have players with him to link up with, and it, the ball started sticking up front for Maidstone, and they started to look much more consistently threatening. Wrexham having bossed the first hour in terms of, like I said, control of the game lost control in midfield. Suddenly the midfielders were dropping off maybe a bit too deep and Wrexham were, were clinging on... And were not finding players... When they were looking to go forwards... And the pressure was building and building... There was a slight element of controversy... About the opening goal for although I, I don't think that. it was a Could mistake... A lovely build up down the left... Ending of Booty playing a super pass... To split open Wrexham's defence... And, and send Galvin down on the left flank... But it was quite firmly struck... And it didn't look like Galvin was going to keep it in... He got there... As the ball was on the goal line... Pulled a great nasty cross into the six-yard box, really difficult to defend. Tunnicliffe on the stretch did well, frankly, to get a foot to it, but could only poke it across the face, and Barham drilled it past Howard. Wrexham claimed the ball had gone out for a goal kick. Uh, the referee said not. The replays are not decisive, frankly, on the footage. For me, I think they probably got it right. certainly haven't seen anything to prove that the ball had gone out. And Maidstone kept pressing, kept pressing. Wrexham defended well until the 79th minute when a bit of a breakdown in Wrexham's penalty area led to the equaliser. Booty on the right-hand side from quite a deep position. Not really a promising position to put in across. Cut onto his left foot and swung across in to the far post. And Aaron Hayden got rather underneath it. So he couldn't reach it left barham outside him unmarked and barham was an excellent well-judged looping header put it back across howard and inside the far post and made some a level wrexham looked to respond but we weren't really keeping the ball very well going forwards it didn't look too promising and in fact allaby with five minutes left nearly put our unbeaten run under extreme threat cutting inside from the flank and ripping a shot from an unusual angle about 15 yards out on the extreme right side of the box, which Howard had no chance with, but it just didn't come back enough. It flew across the face and just wide of the far post. Wrexham a minute later responded to that by making the change that of course Parkson likes to make when we have to chase a game. Off comes the centre back, and on comes the player that can facilitate us going into diamonds. Tunnycliffe was sacrificed, James Jones came on, Elliot Lee now playing behind the two strikers. But Wrexham still getting the ball forwards, not really making it stick that much until we won a corner in the first minute of added time. A good ball in from the left-hand side. Good defending, actually, by and williams to stretch and head it out. It was a threatening ball in. And from the corner, Wrexham got that winner. O'Connor sweeping it across into the heart of the goal mouth. Wonderful improvisation by Hayden. Made Stumble be very unhappy about how they defended the corner, though. Uh, I think it was a, there was maybe an element slightly of panic, and that the, they could lose to what they'd earned because for me, it's sort of corner that you, I think it's close enough for the keeper to be able to deal with. But there was a centre back under it who was quite passive, didn't really go to attack it. He was more preoccupied, perhaps in just marking, keeping an eye on Hayden because he's so dangerous. Uh, the keeper you who know, had done so well, came, but really didn't get anywhere near it. And Hayden really did well to stretch his leg around the defender and Mercine and somehow with the ball at oh, about mid chest height, somehow at full stretch to his right, get the touch but tapped it into the empty net. Bizarre goal, brilliantly improvised goal, eleven for the season now for Aaron Hayden. Wow. So Wrexham dug in and saw it out for the win you've got to be pleased with the first hour, which saw us looking very good away from home. You've got to be a little concerned by the last half hour, and the winning goal was a real testimony to the guts and spirits of this side, but the way that Maidstone changed up and managed to change the dynamic and it was a real problem for us. Although, let's be honest again, Phil Parkinson made again the brave change to chase the win, and got rewarded. Looking through the performances... Well, Howard did very well, two important saves in the first half or we could have been in real trouble. The three central defenders, Toza, uh, I was impressed with some of his forward passing was good as he tried to exploit Elul. He defended well, particularly because he was really the one under most duress Barum was trying to isolate him because he was quicker than him. And as I said earlier, he did at one point force a mistake but Tozer did well to hold him up and and buy time for the other defenders to get back and on other occasions handled Barham really well because Barham was a a proper handful and when he was able to get the ball and go at Tozer when Tozer was the last defender alarm bells were ringing. Hayden made the mistake I would say for the second goal but apart from that defended well and of course got the winner Tunnicliffe his usual self was solid and strong couldn't help the the first goal coming back off him too bar him, I don't think he did well to defend his far post. The wing backs I thought Ford was man of the match, especially in the first half, getting forward, a constant threat. There was an imbalance there; they weren't really covering him very well, and he was able to get in. Get Bin and Williams isolated, or even when Binham Williams trying to sort of tuck in a bit to, to keep the defence compact to just get around the side of him and not even have to take him on to get past him. Uh, he was threatening. His quality was good, except for that one chance he missed because the other one off the line was a good effort. The one that was saved was a scream over this weaker foot. He used the ball intelligently throughout. Didn't get forwards as much in the second half, although I think that was because Maidstone didn't have as much of the ball in the first 15 minutes and then the, after that, we're on top. And Ford had to focus on his defending, which was fine. Hey, I did the forward focus thing that Bill Long did in the commentary yesterday. Well played Bill, it was a beauty. Uh, Left hand side, McFadgen again was very good going forwards. He had a few issues with Patterson in the last half hour. I I wouldn't necessarily say McFadgen made mistakes. It was more that Patterson was very threatening, was very positive, was driving at McFadgen, forcing him to stay back and then was able to create the space to get the ball moving around the edge of the area. Um, so that was not a criticism of McFadden. more the fact that the substitution was a very astute one and Padgson looked good in midfields well I mean it's supposed to split into two halves really for the first hour uh, O'Connor Young and Lee ran the match O'Connor as I said was a really calm f- figure at the backs mopping things up keeping the ball moving swiftly putting a good set of pieces in course, the winner came from that Young was energy personified scored that wonderful improvised goal played that great ball out to set up forward as well and lee um (coughs) didn't actually have as much of an influence in terms of those little magical special little things but it was a very good box-to-box midfielder's performance he won a lot of tackles in his own half he drove the ball forwards well he did play some nice little passes to be fair i know When I say he wasn't as creative as usual I think that probably is a comment on The remarkable creativity he's got And the standards he sets himself So the three of them did well But then after the half hour And the dynamic of the game changed They couldn't get that grip back In all honesty Up front uh, Mullen constant tireless running Tireless efforts Constant nuisance L.O. will be having nightmares about him and, in a way, it was the same dynamic as Tozer against Barham at the other end, except Tozer's much more orthodox, tended not to make the initial mistakes and was able to come out on top, ultimately. Um, notwithstanding, Barham scored two goals that Tozer had nothing to do with. Whereas Mullen ultimately did wear well little down and forced one error too many that the centre-back couldn't recover from. So he had a good, lively game, Mullen. Uh, also up front, Dalby. Ah, Dolby was excellent in the air. he had have been so frustrated. He squandered a couple of good opportunities. But he was worked very hard. His movement was good. He occupied the centre-backs. He was really dominant in the air, especially as the game went on. And so that, which amazingly is his first league start of the season for Wrexham. Wrexham have played Palmer and Mullen up front in every league game since we won 2-0 at Chesterfield last season. Wow, um, so that's 41 consecutive games. So, Dolby's first league start, and he should be pleased with his performance, if not his finishing. Off the bench, Palmer came on. We know Palmer's had some fitness issues and didn't have much opportunity to influence things. in all honesty. Uh, likewise, James Jones later on. So, a cure egg of a performance. First 60, very happy, made it look quite routine, despite Maidstone's sparky attitude. And in the last half hour, a little bit worrying that a side that's been struggling for the results were able to cause us problems. But you you've got to you've got to accept that football a game of two teams, and if George Ellacobe makes smart changes, then you know the dynamic can change. The important thing is we got the three points and we maintained the pressure on Notts County and also that kept the title very much in our own hands, game in hand. Plus Notts County will have to come to us. Nicer running on paper for us than Notts County. Things are progressing nicely. Onto to Gateshead on Tuesday, which will be a test again, although they're in the bottom four, simply because you've got to keep those standards up week in, week out. Make sure we're not distracted by a big cup tie on Saturday, and of course, complete a lover long journey, gone down to Kent, now going up to the northeast. So the pressure keeps coming, but Wrexham come out with another three points here and take a step closer to the promised land. League 2 is the promised land now, apparently. Ah, There's stuff beyond League 2, isn't there? With the final score of Maidstone United 2, Wrexham 3. First time we've ever won in Maidstone. We've won away against Maidstone twice, but both of those games were played in Dartford because Maidstone had financial problems. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. Oh, and we set an outright club record, 21 games unbeaten. Best, the uh, previous best run was nineteen oh one, but this now is an outright club record. Thought I should mention that. It's quite good, isn't it? This is the final whistle podcast from the Rexton AFC media team.